RadioInfluence.com. thing that I never thought in a million years would happen. happen. The champion, the challenger, here we go! This is the MMA Report with Jason Floyd on Radio Influence. I have got a trio of fire interviews come up here on this edition of the MMA Report podcast as you're going to hear my conversations with three fighters who are coming off recent victories on the regional scene, you're going to hear from Cody Davis. He's coming off a first-round submission win there at LFA 148, improving to 6-1 and one in his career. So I spoke to him about that matchup. Also talked about a quote that he has in his Instagram profile that says, quote, to me, the only true way to know yourself is by throwing yourself into the fire and constantly testing yourself. So you hear that conversation. Also, you're going to hear from Chauncey Foxworth, who is now 17 and 9 in his career. As he got a unanimous decision win there at RDC 3 back on December the 10th. He has won four straight, eight of his last nine. And I talked to the man that goes by a nickname of the machine about what has been going on with him after he started his career nine and eight and the role that he has been on. And this is a guy that fought a lot of solid competition early on in his career, including uh, Sean Brady and the Bellator middleweight champion, Johnny Eblen. And, uh, you know, talk about a ton of things with him. And uh, really the uh, the way to best describe this interview is Chauncey just wants an opportunity in the UFC or Bellator. And then the final interview you're going to hear is with a flyweight prospect who is now 4-1 and one in his career as he got a split decision win at Global Legion FC 24. Shamik Harvey spoke to him about that win, which was his second straight victory, now 4-1 and one in his career. And uh, we talked about uh, a ton of things, including his love for music. Of course, as always, appreciate you taking time out of your day to download and listen to this episode of the podcast. Uh, one thing I do want to mention before get into the interviews is a little news story that came out on Friday of last week and the continued fallout of what we saw happen earlier on this month with Judge Douglas Crosby as Aaron Hawani reported on Friday that California State Athletic Commission Andy Fa- Director Andy Foster uh, sent out a note that places restrictions on out-of-state travel for combat sports officials uh, with the new rule in place. Judges and referees may travel no further than Nevada if they intend to work an event in California within one day of the assignment. And uh, MMA Junkie did uh, get the full memo uh, of this. And uh, part of that memo said this goes, quote, while the commission understands that as officials, you may also work in other states. It is imperative that you be at your best for those assignments. And keep in mind the travel distance between locations when accepting consecutive assignments. If you work in California on a Friday, the commission finds it it finds it acceptable for you to work as far as Nevada on Saturday or vice versa. If you accept an out-of-state assignment that is within one day of the assignment in California, you may be removed from the California assignment if you are being required to travel further than the state of Nevada. And, and look, this is uh, this is just a fallout of the Douglas Crosby situation that we saw at the beginning of the month with his scorecards at the Bellator show uh, up in Connecticut where he scored uh, at 50-45 for Danny Sabatello of Rafael Sots, which I think well, we pretty much all agree that fight uh, 48-47 for Rafael Sots. I have no idea why he thought it was 50 50- 245, and then, of course, the following night, he had a, a questionable scorecard in the Patty Pimblett and Jared Gordon matchup, which I would tell you, I was actually surprised on TikTok how many people truly believed that fight was a robbery. I felt it was a close fight. I don't think it was a robbery, but uh, it was interesting to be uh, how many people truly do believe that Jared Gordon was robbed of the victory there. And, you know, look, this is, this is to me, is an example of someone in our sport and and that's someone meaning Andy Foster that he is looking to evolve this sport you know I you know I come from a football world I work in NFL broadcasting and you think about anytime you see anything you know controversial happen you know throughout a season you'll hear about how the competition committee is going to look at that and I think that's exactly what has happened here is you have someone in Andy Foster that says hey how do we make sure that potentially 
this is not an issue going forward. And look, I don't think you're going to see Douglas Crosby scoring any, any notable fights anytime soon. But it's just to me shows how there are people in this industry that are trying to evolve mixed martial arts. They're trying to evolve combat sports. And Andy Foster is one of them. So I give Andy a ton of credit. Does this, will this fix bad scorecards? No, it's not going to fix, but it's a nice little, you know, kind of, uh, you know, remedy maybe to kind of, you know, so you maybe don't have someone flying across country to work, you know, a, a show on the East coast on a Friday and then a show on the West coast on Sunday, you know, that's, that's a little bit of remedy, but you know, look, I think at the end of the day, it's going to be as we just kind of, you know, we got to get more quality judges in the sport. I think that that's really a part of it. I mean, you think about no matter if you've been watching the sport for three years or 10 years, it's the same names that we see every week. And it kind of makes you wonder why are we not growing the sport? And, you know, and, as I've said, it's not a job that I would want. It's definitely not a job that I want. And I don't think a lot of fighters would want that job. Now, I do know there are some fighters that would, but here here becomes the also problem potentially with that is, you know, conflicts of interest. And, and we see that happen in the sport all the time. But, uh, you know, let's just give a little kudos to Andy Foss for what he did there. I really think that's, that's great what he is doing there. But uh, let's get right into the interviews because I know that's why you're here. As uh, first, you're going to hear my conversation with Cody Davis. And then it'll be Chauncey Foxworth. And the final conversation will be with Shamik Harvey. Joining me now here on the MMA Report Podcast is a man's coming off a victory at LFA 148. Cody, congratulations on the victory, man. Uh, I know this is the first time that that me and you have had a, a chance to uh, ha- have a conversation and talk about your fight career, man. So uh, like, I, let's kind of start there, man. You know, you've been at this game for a while. Like, yeah. How how do we start? How how do we how do we enter into a martial arts gym? How does was there someone introduce it to you, or you you kind of saw it on television? You thought you want to do that? Uh, I was always like kind of interested in it because I used to play baseball, and after I was done done with baseball, I was always like interested in doing MMA. I was always interested not doing MMA, but like just training. Just I like I never really wanted to fight, but it was because I used to go to school in Wisconsin. And I, I'm like, I just want to just like, just learn something new, do something new mm-hmm. because I'm, I'm originally, I'm originally from here. So it all started from just me just want to do something new, do something different. So when does the moment come where you say, you know what? I'm not just going to train. I'm going to take a fight. Um, it was cause I it was when I started training here at CMMA. And I started doing, I started training here at CMA, like everybody here, and we, they compete. So it was after I did a couple of grappling tournaments, and I'm like, after I did a couple of grappling tournaments, I got, I think I lost, I think I lost, I think I lost one, then I really, I started to come to like more classes and stuff. So, and then I asked Chad, like, hey, um, is there any, hey, do you mind if I kind of like, okay, can I come, can I, can I start coming to sparring? I started coming to doing the striking class. So that's kind of how it started. You know, and, uh, you know, the AMI debut 2018, you, you go 7-0 as an amateur. Like, you think about that AMI debut. Like, is, is there something <laughs> about that night that still sticks out to your mind? Like, like it's just something like, like man, I'm never going to forget that. Yeah. Um, it was the first round, and I was in mount the whole round. Like, I was, I was in mount the whole round. It was like. Like, cause the Amy round, Amy rounds are like two minutes long. I think I was at Mount for like a minute and thirty seconds, and and um one of the fighters here, Ozzy Diaz, Ozzy Diaz, he was cornering me, and I went over to him. I'm like, I was real hard. I'm like, why am I tired? <laughs> <laughs> like, I was at Mount the whole time. <laughs> so that's like kind of one of the things that like kind of sticks out <laughs> that I was exhausted after the first round after just being in Mount like. For a minute and 30 seconds. <laughs> uh, well, I was over at your Instagram. And of course, people can follow you at CJ Davis uh, zero one. And the quote you have in your profile really stuck out to me where you said to me, the only true way <clears throat> to know yourself is by throwing yourself into the fire and constantly testing yourself. Um, like as you think about constantly testing yourself, what ha- has there been some, I mean, obviously, you know, the, the, the thought process coming to this was, was bouncing back. But yeah. uh, how did you throw yourself into the fire uh, for this matchup? Um, kind of like just doing like, like it started in training 
and just doing just doing stuff I'm scared of. We always talk about that here in this room with Chad George, and like that's like kind of like the big thing that he preaches. Mm-hmm. It's it's like you find out who you are when stuff gets hard. Like you have to like go through. You kind of have to go through the fire to find out who you are. So like that's where and like like that's what like drove me to go compete and go fight because mm-hmm. like. Like when you go compete and go fight, you're you're nervous, but it's like, it's like you're not gonna find out who you are by just sitting on the sidelines. You got to take that extra step. You got to take that extra step to find out who you are. Have you found out more of who you are in the training room, or is it more you found out more about yourself on fight night? I think I found out more about more about myself in the training room because mm-hmm. I I got really got into this because I I like training. And I like to challenge myself in training. I like I like to try to go with people that are that are kind of intimidating in a way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like what like I feel when you go with people that are kind of intimidating in a way, it's like it gives you give yourself a boost of confidence. You mentioned about you played baseball growing up. <clears throat> yeah. What what skill transcended from the baseball diamond to martial arts? Well, um, I wouldn't say a skill, but it's like a mentality of like trying to keep everything simple. Because mm-hmm. like in baseball, like you'll have slumps. It's like sometimes like I I I like I was a pitcher. Like I played everything growing up, but I mainly was a pitcher. And sometimes when you're in a slump, you're not doing so well. Like the, the catcher's glove is like the size of a penny. And when you're on fire, the catcher's glove is like the size of a volleyball. It's like you can't miss. And like, and when you're hitting, it's like the when you're hitting the ball, it's like it's like it's really tiny. But when you're when you're feeling it, it's just it's huge. So it's like I try to just keep everything simple. I'll tell you, I, I remember playing baseball growing up, and when I would pitch, most nervous I would ever be playing baseball because like <laughs> literally everyone is looking at you. Oh yes, yes. You just gotta just just go out there and do your best. Go out there and do your best. Keep it simple. You what was too much that sport? What was your mindset heading into LFA one forty eight? Like when you were in that training room and and just getting ready for the fight, did, was there something that was constantly in the thought process about the matchup? Um, kind of like just just be first. Mm-hmm. It's me or him. Mainly, be first, me or him. It, like, is don't, that don't don't wait for this guy? Like that's another like keeping it simple. Like don't wait for him. Is that more of kind of your, your you know they talk about you grow as a martial artist throughout the years and and you have yeah. these these lessons whether it's a lesson in the training room or or it's a lesson on fight night and of course everyone says you hope those lessons uh, come and wins um, but but is it something that throughout your journey you've just kind of realized like man I, I've got to be offensive I just can't sit back and and just wait for that opportunity it was um kind of. Well, yeah, it was my grappling tournaments when I first started, and also the my last fight that I lost. Like I felt like I was kind of waiting for him, waiting for him to see what he was gonna do. Mm-hmm. So that's what that's what I got to like. Don't wait for him. Be first, cause be first. Just keep it simple. Don't think too much. Are, are you? Do you tend to overanalyze things? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, I, I guess there's good and bad aspects of that, especially, especially yeah. in the fight game. Like, you know, I mean, you know, you go back and you watch your fight and obviously you're going to look at what you did well, what you did too well. Um, but is, is it more of those just things on fight night of just for you? It's just like, I just, I just got to throw. Yeah, I got to throw. I, I can't. It's like, I can't, I can't. And it's not like I just got to throw. It's like I have to. I, I can't wait for him. Like, like when he was shooting, I was waiting kind of waiting to react mm-hmm. i was like reacting too slow instead of just doing what i normally do and it was like i was kind of having a rough training camp as well like sparring as well i was like waiting i was waiting for the person instead of just doing what i do i was like i was like i'll be on bottom i'll be waiting taking my time to get up instead of getting up immediately is part of that just a, is, is it a mental thing more than it's physical i think it's a mental thing like i I mean, I mean, I, I don't, I don't care what, who, who the athlete is you talk to, like yeah. they'll all say sports is mental, like yeah. you know, um, 
you know what i mean your 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 mind's got to be in the right place you know yeah. if something's something bad's happening family life you, you hope it doesn't you know come into performance but sometimes it yeah. does yeah because i feel i believe like like all of us train like everybody's training we're all in crazy shape but it's like the mental shape it's like the mental shape that everybody's not in and that's the that's the challenge right there like you know they, sometimes you'll hear fighters talk about their biggest fears and they'll say you know i don't i don't fear getting knocked out i don't fear getting submitted i fear my body can't do what i want it to do mm-hmm. are you kind of in that kind of same kind of mentality um i in a way i like i don't know what people mean by not, by their body not being able to do what they don't want to do Basically, I mean, the best way I put it, I would say, is that they're worried about, you know, the cardio I, fading on them. Yeah. Oh, 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 body fading on. Oh, yeah, oh, okay, okay. I know what they mean. Yeah, yeah. That's a, that's one of the big, that's kind of not being prepared. Okay. I think, yeah. Not being prepared is one of the, kind of a big, kind of a big fear. It, you yeah. know, obviously you're going to, you're, when you've got a fight coming up, you're constantly thinking about it. How, how do you get your mind off the fight when, you know, it's eight, nine, ten o'clock at night. And you're just you're just chilling at home. Like how how or can you not get your mind off the fight? It is. It's really hard. <laughs> it's really hard. Um, man. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. It's 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 very hard because I'm I'm training constantly, nonstop. I'm training daily, constantly, nonstop. Or I'm with my family or my girlfriend. So. <laughs> but it, it's very hard. Like I'm constant. I am constantly thinking about the fight. I'm I'm constantly thinking about training. Um. Gosh. Yeah, that's that's very hard. <laughs> I mean, I mean, like you know, if it's like a, you know, like we're talking here on, on a Friday afternoon. It's a Friday night. You know, we all kind of you know, you know, for me, you know, I love to go out the fellas and, and throw some darts. Like for you, like oh, well, what do you what like, what do you I'll do? Movie or something or hang out with okay. the guys. Okay. Go eat some Korean barbecue or something. <laughs> yeah, I hey. like being here. I like being here, hanging out with the guys. Just, just, just being idiots. <laughs> just shooting the shit. <laughs> so, so is Korean barbecue the the cheat meal when when you you can indulge? Yes. Yeah, that's the big cheat meal. I love yeah Korean barbecue, sushi. That's the those are the meals. Now, do you have like you know once you know once the fight's over you know that night do you have a, a routine of like okay man I haven't had I haven't had a chance to have a burger I haven't had a chance to have pizza or, do you oh, have a routine man. of what you, what you want to indulge in after the fight's over? Uh, after the fight, yeah, we I had pizza. <laughs> I, I was looking for I was looking for some spaghetti and meatballs, but they didn't have it at the place we were at. They were at so. In terms of uh, you know timeline for for the next matchup, when do you when do you foresee you getting back in, inside competition? Um, pretty soon. Yeah, as you think about, it, obviously, twenty twenty two is is coming to an end. Like as you think about twenty twenty three and you know personal goals for yourself, what do you? What's kind of those goals that you? I mean, obviously, you know, progressing and and, and getting to bigger promotions clearly is a goal. But what what do you see? You know, for twenty twenty three for yourself. I I I, yeah, I definitely I want to take that next step. Um, I want to like I want a belt as well. I want to I want to have a belt around my waist as well. That's one of my goals. Um, I want to finish all my opponents. I want to finish all my opponents. That's one of my goals as well. So that's that's kind of the. the Three. Those are kind of some of my goals. Um, I want to go to the next level. I want to have a belt around my waist, and I want to. I want to finish all my opponents. And of course, I wasn't, the... I wasn't finishing a lot of people. And now mm-hmm. I have that taste of how of how that feels. So, is that one of those things that when you went back and you you watched those fights where you know you couldn't get the finish that you ultimately just looked at and say, Man, "It's inch here." inch there it, it, of realizing just how close it was to achieving uh yeah i think about that a lot as well it's like in like two of my fights i was actually i think it was like three like cage warriors fight towards the end um i had the guy i had, I had the guy I, I was on top of the guy i was grounded pounding him it was like two minutes left Chaz yelling finish 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 i could have finished him but I yeah I couldn't I was yeah but it was yeah I just couldn't and then um at LXF 
I was on I was on the guy's back for a second. I was on the guy's back for a second. And I think I fell off as well. I think I fell off. So that was a, another time I could have finished. And also, um, my pro debut. I was on his back mm-hmm. in the last round. And in the very first round, the very beginning, when we're all dry, I was in mount for a, I was in mount for a while. <laughs> I was working on an arm triangle, and that one got away. Mm-hmm. And also, um, oh yeah, four. <laughs> um, my first fight at LFA. I was yeah yeah we all saw that I had the rear naked choke in, mm-hmm. <laughs> I had the rear naked choke in and and I guess the angle was off and I couldn't finish that one. And then also in the very last round when I threw my jab, my lead hook, and my my straight and my straight cross, I rocked them, but then I shot. That was another finish I could have had. So um, yeah I yeah I kind of think about that and I like I just have to be smarter mm-hmm. or where. And, of course, we look forward to seeing when that next fight's going to take place, man. I appreciate you coming on the show. Of course, uh, let everyone know they can find you on social media. And, of course, those sponsors that have been helping you out. Okay. Uh, um, oh, say that again. I'm sorry. Uh, where people can follow you on social media and uh, the sponsors that have been helping you out for uh, to get ready for these fights. Okay. Um, shout out to D-Hustle. D-Hustle, uh, my, massage, my massage guy. Um, Munching Meal Preps. They was help. They 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 sent me over a couple meals. I really appreciate that. Um, Reckless Muay Thai. Those guys over there. The striking. The movement boxing. Obviously, CMMA. Um, Gone three freestyle with Daniel. They they they're very they're very big supporters. Um, thinking of one. I know I have one more. And I believe that's it. And yeah, on Twitter. <laughs> My Instagram is cjdavis01, and on Twitter, my Twitter name is BigAssCody1994. Joining me now here on the MMA Report is a man who is coming off a victory. He's now won four straight and won eight of his last nine fights. Johnson, congratulations on the victory, man. You know, one of the things of, you know, when I was kind of checking out your career, you know, the, the thing that did definitely stuck out to me is um, you face some damn tough competition co- coming up. I mean, like, just to kind of give some people some indications, Julia Willis, who's just coming off a, a big win, Bellator, Sean Brady, Basile Hafez, Kyle Stewart, Johnny Evelyn. Like, was was just your mindset when you, you started this game of, like, whoever wants to sign the dotted line, man, let's go. Yeah, man, when, um, when I – this is crazy when I think about it, when you, you, know, you say that. But, yeah, the, the goal was just to get – to the the top as fast as I could, UFC or whatever. But now, you know, thinking back, I'm, even though some of those fights I lost, some of the ones that you named, I lost some of them, some of them I won, I wouldn't take them back because it made me who I am today, and now I'm more prepared than ever. So it, it, it was perfect. I'm glad it happened. You know, when you look at your first 17 fights, pro fights, yeah. you're 9 and 8. You're now 16 and 9. Was there was there a mindset? Now. Seventeen nine. Is was there a mindset change? Like did did was there something that you can look at and say this is what kind of maybe really turned things around for you? I don't think no, I don't think so. I think what happened was I just I, I stuck with the plan. You know, uh, there's times where where in, in in my career and other fighters' careers as well, just in life in general, there's times where things go down and things don't go as you plan. But I stuck with the plan. I kept the faith. I kept working. You know, when I when I went down, I didn't go down with it. You know, I just kept working, kept believing, and the cards have turned now. <laughs> uh, you know, one of the things when uh, I was checking out uh, your Instagram, which people can uh, follow you at Chauncey Foxworth, was uh, you're you're a proud dad. So uh-huh. and, and you know, uh-huh. and so you you, you had a, a mm-hmm. I want to say it was a picture of your son taking first place in a Taekwondo tournament, and it kind of made it's me think fun. about it as like. Were you more nervous watching him compete in that tournament than you were last weekend? Most definitely. <laughs> Crazy <laughs> enough, most definitely. Is it just so because it's like, man, when I'm in there, I can control everything. When I'm when yeah. I'm just I'm the dad on the sidelines, yeah. I got no control. It's nerve wracking. I, I never understood. My mom, she goes through it. She was she's been with me since day one, my first fight to now. And I never like, Mom, why do you get so nervous? I understand now, Mom. <laughs> yeah. 
I definitely understand. Yeah, it's, it's, even though they're not, the kids aren't trying to hurt them like we are. They're trying to hurt us in the cage. It's still, it's, yeah, like you said, there's no control. All I can do is sit back and yell what to do. Yeah, it's nerve-wracking, but I love it. Was mom <laughs> on board with you being a fighter from day one? Absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely not. She probably, I've been doing this for 10 years. She's probably got on board. She, I mean, she's always supported me, but wanted me to do it. She's probably going to board the last three years. She's like, okay, mm-hmm. Johnson, I'm with you. <laughs> so when, when you told her you were going to take that first fight, were you kind of nervous to tell her? Or did you not tell her? I was nervous, yeah. Yeah, I was nervous. And, um, yeah, she um, she knows me from football. Like, she, she, was, she, she was even nervous in football, so I only knew what to expect when I started to fight. But And I wanted to when I was young. She said, no, you're not doing that. But then when I got to when I'm grown, I was like, Mom, you can't say no. So she just she supported it. But, yeah, she's, she's still nervous wreck every fight, just to be honest. <laughs> was the love for competition what ultimately drew you to MMA? Yes, the love of competition, and also, not to disrespect anybody, but a nine to five, I knew it just wasn't for me. I've done mm-hmm. it a lot, and it's just it's not for me. I like the fact that it's all on me. You know, when I went in, when I decided to do MMA, I, I I said whether I fail or I succeed, it's all on me. You know, so I like that the, the fate in my hands. I like I like it that way. You know, so but competition, yes, sir. I love competition. You mean- I was just but before we got on the interview, I was just uh playing my son a tic-tac-toe <laughs> <laughs> okay all right so are we talking about that saying competitive juices is yes, is a saying like son i ain't gonna let you win right i can't let him you know and if he did win we gotta go again <laughs> oh, oh yeah like like it's it's interesting you know you, you talk to various athletes and they talk about like you know you're home on a friday night saturday night maybe you're with your girl and you know what maybe you're just playing a board game like I'm a terrible loser. I'm a terrible loser. Like yes. I, I'm. I'm not letting my wife win. Can't. <laughs> no. It, it, it's just, and she knows it. She knows. You know. We we be playing Connect Four. She beats me in game. Yeah. I'm like son of a bitch. God damn it. <laughs> like you know. We we we've all been yeah. there. Like like. Do you have the ability to turn off those competitive juices? No, I just thought about it. No, I don't. I'm like, even I was just, I just, uh, I just got the PS5 recently, and I've been playing it like with my, my girlfriend and things like that. And I, I realized I just caught myself. I just thought about it. I'm talking stuff in the games and everything. No, I can't turn it off. <laughs> I never thought about that. Do you ask me that? So when you, when you're playing a little online gaming and someone just starts talking some trash towards you, do you kind of sit there and go, "Damn, these dudes have no idea what I do for a living." Yeah, most definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Do you, do you have Just a go to? Like you have a go to uh, video game? Um, yeah. Um, right now, I like I said, I just got the PS Five a few days ago, and I'm playing the. I don't. I, I like story games really. So okay. right now, I'm I'm playing, I'm playing Elden Ring. I don't know if you ever heard of it. I've not. No, Pretty no, good I, game. It's so it's so frustrating. It's a very hard game, but I love it. It's, I like it a lot. But it's it's extremely hard. I've never played a game this hard in my life. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a sport. <laughs> I'm a I'm a sports video game guy. Okay. You know. I, I, I play. I play Madden, you know, and that frustrates me when I'm losing, you know. But yeah, yeah, I, 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 that's why I hate playing it online because if you know you're you're losing and then you can hear the other person just talking trash, I just get more pissed. Yes, and some of these dudes, man, they stay life because it's like, what the heck? How they? How they? Play? I don't understand it. But yeah, some of these dudes are like they created the game. How good they are. Uh, <laughs> Of course, you get the win there at RDC three back uh, last weekend. Uh, the decision win yes, there over Tim. Like, because you've you've gone back and obviously taken a look back of how you performed. Like, uh, how, how do you evaluate your performance? I um, I'm proud of Ali. You know, I, I'm I'm one of those guys like it could always be better. Mm-hmm. So what I, I when I, I looked at it with my girlfriend and my coach actually, I, I just looked at it a few times actually. And you know, even though I won the fight and I dominated every round, no disrespect to Tim for you know. Top notch competitor, but I look at things I could have done better, you know. Mm-hmm. But I am proud of the win, you know. It wasn't the most exciting fight in the world, you know. But you know, I, I wrestled him. I, you know, I started to want to stand up. It went to the ground. I wrestled. I'm like, he can't stop this. So if it's not broke, no fix. You know yeah, saying? it's it's funny you say that because I've you know had this conversation with fighters, and, and they'll say you know sometimes you go with a game plan and. And maybe you say, you know what, hey, I want to go this fight, I want to showcase my wrestling. But then you have that first tie up, and then you're yeah. like, oh man, 
Like he he doesn't got the strength, and you just you, yeah. it's like you just reverse course. Say you know what, this path came to me. I'm taking this path. Like yeah. has that happened a lot for you throughout your career? Most definitely, yeah. I um that's why people ask me my game plan. My game plan is always just where I feel more comfortable. You know, if I, I'm standing up and I don't feel like is um. I don't feel comfortable. Let's go to the ground. You know, I feel like I want to keep it steady, keep it standing. That's my game plan every fight. So, mm-hmm. and with this one, yeah, I wanted like, but this one, I actually, I wanted to stand up more. But like you said, the first tie up, and I was like, huh, he can't stand his hand on my wrestling. So let's wrestle. I know you you mentioned on your Instagram UFC Bellator. I'm ready for the call. Is that just pretty much the mindset at this point of like, man, I just it's just it just give me an opportunity. Is that the best way to describe it? Yeah, so that's all I'm asking for, you know, is an opportunity, and I'll take care of the rest. Just give me an opportunity. UFC, Bellator, come on. Y'all ain't seen nobody like me yet. What would you want those promotions to know about you? Um... Of course, you know, I, I know it's a, it's a small window. It's a, you know, it's a million guys want to get to the top, and there's only so many uh, that can go. Uh, there's only so many spots. Yeah. The thing I can say about me is I, um, me different from these other guys is my determination. That's my biggest strength. You know, I'm not, I've never been the tallest, fastest, most athletic, strongest. I've never been that guy, whether I was in football, anything. I've never been that guy. But what I have is my determination. I, when I literally, when I set my mind to something, there's nothing that can stop me. And death can. That's about it. Uh, but once I set my mind to it, I don't see anything that can stop me. And so my mind is set on going to Bellator UFC. Watch me get in there. I promise them. That, you know, whoever I get in there with, my apologies, but you got to get it. You know, you know a word that guys will throw around is you got to be patient in the sport, no matter whether we're talking about fight night, um, opportunities, um, or in the training room. And one of the things your management company told me is that you teach grappling classes for kids at the gym. And patience is probably a word that uh, comes in. Like, what, what, what do you take away from teaching kids about grappling? Yeah, I, um, yeah, like you said, patience is key. I, um, because in my career, I, like I said, with my first fight, I thought I should be in the UFC. And, mm-hmm. That's not the way it went. You know, 10 years later, I'm still not. I'm, I'm, I'm close as I can possibly be. But I, I tell not just kids, but everyone. I try to tell everyone patience is a virtue and enjoy the journey. The destination will come. It's going to come as long as you believe and you're doing the necessary things. Mm-hmm. But enjoy the journey, because when you get there, don't forget about all the beautiful moments that you had. Because one day we're all going to be old and gray and we got to sit on the <laughs> sit down on the couch with our grandchildren in the lap. So let's let's make the most of these moments that we have because one day we're not gonna be able to do this anymore. I already got so. the gray in my hair, so it's already there. So yeah, I can't I can't see it. So <laughs> no, it's on the side, especially you know, when when hair gets a little longer, you, you see it a little bit more. You know, but you know, I've heard you know fighters talk about when they when they teach a kid's class, they'll say you know fundamentals is really what sticks out to them when, when they talk about, you know, kind of incorporating just in their day-to-day training and saying like it just makes you realize how, how important fundamentals are. Is that a big takeaway for you? Yes, fundamentals are very important. Even with me training, yeah, we, um, you know, it's always cool to do those kicks off the cage and do them, you know, the, the jumping arm bars and all that crazy. All that stuff is good, but fundamentals is always important. You know, foundation, you got to have that foundation. And it, you never, never get away from it. You look at a lot of these fights and a lot of these guys, even in the UFC, they lose to most, some of the most simplest submissions. I've seen guys get knocked out with a jab. That's yeah. one of the first punches you, uh, you learn, you know, so. Never want to forget the fundamentals. You mentioned, I mean, you're 10 plus years in this game. Like with all the information that you now have about being in this, in the sport, if you could go back and talk to yourself as you were getting MMA, what would be, what would there be a certain piece of advice you'd give yourself? Oh man, that's a good question. I've never asked myself that. Um, what I would ask, what I would tell my early self, any advice I would give myself was, um, Ooh, I would say what I'm saying now, enjoy the journey. Mm-hmm. Early on, I did not. The whole concept when I first got in it was to become a millionaire, get my mom a house. She don't got to work anymore, you know, do that kind of thing, you know. Yeah. And I didn't enjoy it as much in the beginning. But me being mm-hmm. older now and seeing my son grow up and watching, you know, it's just been in this game for a long time. I That's what I would have told myself. Yeah. Enjoy. Slow down. Like you said, be patient and enjoy the journey. And it will come. I promise you it will come. No, I mean, his son got a journey to, to tap out dad. Like, is he, is he working that grappling class? Like one day I'm going to get dad. 
Man, he's he's tough, and you know, um, I don't think I, I don't know. I, I'm just like my mom, just to be honest. I don't want him to fight. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I my, like Taekwondo is enough. You know, I don't need to see <laughs> anything else. But if he wanted to do that, I'm all for it. Uh, but we yeah, we compete. I mean, we compete all the time. But I, I hope he don't get in the cage. Just to be honest, my nerves too bad yeah. for all that. <laughs> you're like go play baseball go play basketball you know? yeah we're working on football right now just be a quarterback you know? uh if you if you weren't a fighter what what do you think you would be doing oh that's a good question that's hard to say you know, because when i was in like i said uh, before i was in football and my goal was to go to the nfl and unfortunately that didn't work out and i was lost for a long mm-hmm. time for for a couple of years i was lost i know what i was going to do and I was thinking, what do I do? What do I do? And I just found MMA and I fell in love with it. Um, I would say if I wasn't doing that, I would probably be, I love animals. Mm-hmm. Probably doing something with animals. And not like, I don't want to be like a dog catcher and put the dogs to sleep. I mean, I mean, I really love animals. So, you know, uh, we were talking about like super, If you, and I talked to my son, like if you had one super uh, power, what would it be? And I forgot what, I think he just said strong, be strong, you can pick up anything. And mine mm-hmm. was, being able to talk to animals, She's like, huh? You know, so something with animals. I don't know why, but I love animals. I would love knowing my dog thinks. I would love to know what he thinks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Usually it's probably like, hey, we, we going in that car ride or what? Yeah. You're right. You're right, boy. And they love that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Get that car ride to Chick fil A. Oh, yeah. yeah he, he is. You, you got to tell him twice. He's in. The, he's jumping in that car immediately. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, this the yes, simple sir. the simple things in life. But Chauncey, man, I really appreciate the time. Appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, of course, let me know anything for you on social media and anything else you want to mention, man. Uh, no, thank you. Uh, but what I want to say, I just want to thank you to everyone. Thank, thank you to you for having me. Thank you to um, all the people close to me. It's too many of y'all to name, but I thank all of y'all. And before all, thank God. Without God, none of this would be possible. So awesome, Chauncey, man. You're seeing Bellator. Look at him coming. Just give me a chance. Joining me now is a man who is coming off a victory this past weekend as he got a split decision win there at Legion, Global Legion FC 24. Shmeek, appreciate you coming on the show. You now won back-to-back fights. Uh, man, first off, uh, uh, tell me a little bit about the matchup. How, how did, you, w- w- did you, were your expectations ultimately the way the fight played out or uh, were there maybe a little surprises for you? Uh. Nah, I knew he was definitely going to be a, a tough customer. He was very tough. Uh, and I'm used to, at this level of my career, I'm used to the tough matchups. So it, it was it was a great time. I was just excited uh, to fight in my hometown. Uh, it's been a long time. Uh, so I was just excited to be around those hometown fans and get the dubs. So it was a great fight. You know, sometimes guys talk about it, it's like, man, you know what? I'd rather fight outside the hometown. You're different than that? Uh, I like fighting outside the hometown, but it's been a long time. We I fought my last fight in my hometown in 2019. Mm-hmm. So for these last two fights, it was like two to three years where I was fighting in everybody else's hometown. And it's good to get the local fan and local support uh, back again. Tell me that Amy debut back in 2019. What, what drew you to martial arts? Uh, really, just I was really a casual fan seeing it on TV. Anderson mm-hmm. Silver. Uh, GSP, those boys, uh, John Jones, boys like that. Just casual seeing it on TV. Then I really just Google martial art MMA near me. And uh, my uh, gym popped up. Once my gym popped up, I just signed up and started going from there. So was the mentality right when you walked in the gym of my mentality is I'm going to take a fight? Or was it let me get some training in and see where I go from there? Yeah, it started like that. Like, I was like, oh, <laughs> I'm the casual. I was like, I'm going to start. I'm going to fight two months. Like, and then I saw how hard it was. So I kind of like got a little discouraged uh, within that transition into that. Like, when you first start anything new, it's like very hard, especially MMA. I started with all of it. So it's kickboxing, boxing, uh, jiu jitsu, all of it at once. So it was a little overwhelming, but I'm glad I stuck with it because obviously. I love it now. So, what what discipline of martial arts did you find the hardest when you started? Ooh, 
that's hard because it's all I think it's all equally as hard. For me, the hardest part was the mental approach to training. Mm-hmm. And because uh, it's no like rewards for it. You just you have to go training and the reward is getting better. And sometimes you don't see those gains like in big increments. So you just get discouraged a lot. But I learned in mixed martial arts, you got to take those small wins, those bunch of small wins, and you eventually get better. So that's what that's what it taught me about life as well. When you talk about those gains as a martial artist, when when you think about where you were, I mean, say six months ago to where you're at now, I mean, is there something you you notice about yourself? Uh, I just realized I'm maturing. Mm -hmm. I'm maturing in life, maturing in my game. I'm maturing uh, mentally, physically. Uh, I think that's the difference now. Like, when you're coming up as an amateur, everything is just like, Go, go, go. It's, I'm just learning to take my uh, lessons, wins and losses. Uh, when I win, I go back to the drawing board. We watch our tape. We try to patch up those holes. Obviously, when I lose, for sure, yeah. back to the board and try to patch up those holes to try to get to the next level because at the next level, it's about detail. So that's what we're currently doing with my game right now. I know on your Instagram, you shout out your coach and you mentioned, you know, Hey, you know, coach, coach doesn't like to take credit. Um, you know, but is he your hardest critic or, or, or are you your hardest critic? Mm, I think my teammate might be my hardest critic. <laughs> I think okay. he might be my hardest critic. Uh, but I, I need that. I need that. That's why I like my coach, me and my coach's relationship and mm-hmm. me and Brian's relationship. Cause I'm the type of fighter where I need that constructive criticism and I don't really need you to sugarcoat it. Like if I did a bad job, Shmeek, you did a bad job. And I, 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 I need to hear that. So, uh, I really appreciate that relationship. And then my coach, of course, he does, he like to stay behind the shadows, but I want to give him his flowers now while I can. So that's why I shout him. Hey man, I'm, I'm a I'm a big thing is let's give people their, their roses while they're with us. You know, yeah. you know exactly. it, it 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 seems more times than not people are getting the roses when when they're not with us anymore. It's like let's let's give a give the roses while while they're here. Um, yeah, it's 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 a big thing for me. It's a, it's a really big thing for me. Um, you know, you talk about the mental side of this game. Like, is is it more? Is this sport more mental than it is physical for you? Yes, for me. Yes, for me, for sure. Mm-hmm. Like the physical aspect. I kind of, I picked that up fast. Like I'm athletic, I'm fast, I'm explosive. It's the mental aspect of it. Cause when you first start, you think it's all physical cause you, you never did it before, but then you realize like it's really mental cause any mistake you can get caught. Especially when you're mm-hmm. talking about, man, it's a bunch of ways you can get finished, a bunch of ways you can lose the fight. It's just a lot of factors into it and it can become overwhelming if you're not used to it. Mm-hmm. Some guys will say they they think more about how they could potentially lose a fight than how they win a fight. Are you? Do you think about that at all? Uh, not really. I don't really think about losing the fight. Uh, I just try to get immersed in the preparation, mm-hmm. so I don't really have time to think about that. I'm always preparing. Amari's going in my over my game plan. Sometimes I do see myself in different scenarios. Mm-hmm. Hey, he's good at this. He might try to get me with this and get mentally prepared to be in those situations and working myself out. So when I'm mm-hmm. in that situation, yeah. panic, I just know what to do. I go through my process. Uh, so I think about it like that. But as far as thinking about losing, nah, not really. I think I'm going to win. Every time we sign a contract and my coach says it's good to go, we go in there to win. I, I think it's it's kind of one of these things of like, if you, you know, you're going up against a guy like, you know, let's – like I'll use Roy Nelson as an example. Everyone knows Roy overhand rights coming overhand rights coming. I mean, he, you know, is that more of the kind of that thought process of when you're getting ready for a fight? Maybe it was Rudy and you're saying, okay, I know Rudy's going to throw this or he's going to throw this combination. Then it's going to lead to a double leg. Is that more of kind of the ways you look at and say, okay, this is how I believe he's going to attempt to attack me. Uh, for sure. That's kind of, that's kind of what we do. Uh, we all get into 
watching film and stuff. But yeah, that's kind of what we do to try to get into a game plan and don't get stuck. You can't get stuck on the game plan though. So yeah, yeah. But like as far as Rudy, yeah, he it was a lot of stuff we thought he was gonna do that he did, and it was some new stuff that mm-hmm. he pulled out. That's what this next level is about. So uh, hats off to him. You know, you mentioned about how your your teammate Brian may be. Um, maybe your toughest critic is he that guy in the gym that just knows how to push your buttons the right way to get to get the yeah. to maximize you inside the training room? Yeah, not even the gym, outside the gym too. But yeah, he's definitely that. He's definitely that uh, that catalyst. That mm-hmm. he that definitely that engine starter. Uh, you feel me? We feed off his energy, and then when he get me hyped up, when we both hyped up, the training room is excellent. But he's definitely like. He was he was pivotal in my career because he had good work ethic. I didn't start out with good work ethic, like, and I developed it because I seen his approach to training. I see how far he was going within his uh, MMA career. So uh, he he he's definitely my toughest critic. Like after the fight, when I'm walking back, he'll say, "What are the you said did it, or you did this good too?" So he tells me when I do good as well. So we have a good relationship like that. Ed was mentioning to me about, uh, you know, you're a big music guy. So uh, let's say, you know, you're walking to the gym tomorrow and they go, you got control of the music. What, what are you putting on the speakers? Oh, definitely probably some NBA Youngboy, Meek Mill, uh, Eminem, 50 Cent, uh, DMX. And uh, any of those people will get you, get you hyped. You know, is it... Uh, in terms of music that you listen to, say a workout, is there music that people are surprised to hear that you might listen to? Oh, yeah. I listen to a lot of old stuff, too, old music. Okay. You see, a lot of my walkouts is, like, old 80s music. Like, I like uh, when I'm not training, I'm, like, mm-hmm. working out, running and stuff. Like, I got a different type of playlist. Uh, but, yeah. I like a, I like music in general because mm-hmm. I'm not always in fight mood. Sometimes I'm just trying to chill and and relax and can't be listening to DMX all the time. <laughs> no, 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 no. I think if you're trying to get mellow, DMX is not where you're going. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I, I don't, I don't think there's any any slower songs that DMX has ever had. Um, in terms of a, of a time frame for uh, when you want to get back in there, I mean, have you started to think about when that next fight may be? Uh, not really. Uh, got a couple things I need held up, but mm-hmm. I would say probably maybe February, early March, get back in there, make sure we got the right opponent, right matchup that makes sense, mm-hmm. and get back in there. I'm be in the gym pretty soon, so. Is that, you know, you mentioned about, hey, you know, I mean, obviously everyone's got the wear and tear from a training camp. Is is right now the hardest part because you, you want to be in there with, with the fellas, you know, getting the grind in? Is that is that tough for you? Mm, no, I'm still getting the grind in. It's just <laughs> I, when I come back to uh, Charlotte, I start healing up mm-hmm. more ice and stuff. But other than that, I'm pretty much ready to go. Uh, uh, hopefully there's another fight in North Carolina. I prefer that, but if we have to travel, we'll travel. Of course, uh, appreciate you coming on the show. Congratulations on the victory. Look forward to seeing how, how your career progresses. Of course, uh, let me know anything. Find on social media. Anything else you want to mention, man? Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. Uh, uh, shout out to my gym, Carolina Combat Sports right here. Um, my teammate Brian about to get a win uh, tomorrow. So uh, everybody be on the lookout for that. My Instagram is uh, Shamik Harvey, just my name. Follow me, uh, and thank you for having me. And there you have my conversations with Cody Davis, Chauncey Foxworth, and Shamik Harvey. Appreciate all three of those guys coming on this edition of the MMA Report Podcast. Of course, Cody coming off that first-round submission there at LFA 148. And to me, the probably the most interesting part of that conversation was talking about what his goals were for 2023 and, and talking about he, he wants to collect the belt. And, and clearly a guy that maybe we, we do see uh, in the UFC uh, since he is at 125 pounds there. And uh, also kind of interesting here, 
him talk about, uh, you know, how the mental side of being a baseball player really has helped him become a, a mixed martial artist here. Then we had Chauncey Foxworth, of course, uh, has been on a roll, winning eight of his last nine fights, coming off that uh, you know, decision win there uh, against at RDC3 against Tim Hiley. And uh, definitely a guy that I think if you're Bellator or UFC, you got to be looking at because, you know, it just shows that, you know, sometimes you, you go through adversity in your life and you just keep on fighting. You keep on fighting. And, man, Chauncey has been on a roll here lately. And I mentioned that conversation with him. You look at early on in his career, you know, taking on Jalil Willis, Sean Bradley, Basile Hafez, Kyle Stewart, Johnny Eblen. Guy just took on everybody there. And uh, also kind of interesting to hear him talking about uh, kid, teaching kids classes there. And then, of course, the final conversation you heard there was with Shamik Harvey, another flyweight prospect. He's won back-to-back fights, both those now via split decisions since losing to Chase Boutwell there. And this is a guy that's only been pro for two years, so a ton of room to grow there and uh, definitely something we want to pay attention to there on the regional scene. Of course, as always, appreciate you taking time out of your day to download and listen to this episode of the podcast. Of course, uh, new episodes come out twice a week. Uh, I do try to get these out on Sundays. But uh, the past couple weeks, they've been coming out on Mondays. Also, the midweek edition, you know, look for that uh, late Wednesday evening as uh, this week, me and Daniel will be recording on an early Wednesday evening. And, uh, you know, obviously we'll talk about what happened this past weekend. The Jerry Cannonier, Sean Strickland split decision win there for Jerry Cannonier. So we'll talk about everything that happened there at UFC Vegas 66. And uh, we are going to talk about the question we threw out at the end of last Wednesday's podcast which was who is the fighter you believe that's had the best singular year in MMA history? I will tell you when Daniel brought this up to me in a text message, I I had to think about it for a little bit. And there was one name that came up and I have a feeling other people are going to come up with this name as well. So if you've got a, if you got a name you want to throw in the hat, you can hit me up uh, on social media. If you want to hit me up on Twitter at Jason underscore Floyd, if you want to slide in those Instagram DMS, it's a uh, same handle as well. there at Jason underscore Floyd. So as always appreciate you taking time out of your day, to download and listen to this episode of the MMA report podcast. So you can check out on your favorite podcasting platform and radioinfluence.com. 